last <laughs> the last three. Nah, dude. It was but good. I, think, I like how it sound sounded. Actually, last week sounded pretty good too. I, but my my voice is hoarse, not from the event this past weekend, but just from teaching. I've been on. Dude, you've I've been, been on busy. one. I saw your fucking thing. The, the energy, man. The energy. Sorry, video. Just, your videos are getting fucking better, bro. Thank you, man. Hey, it's thanks to you for like the the tips oh, that you uh, gave. Hey, you 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 and your wife covered that in like your other podcast. Weren't you saying that you do do you have another podcast or your wife does a podcast yeah, yeah, and yeah. talk about things like that? Let yeah, me, we haven't really covered that stuff. Okay, all right. Yeah, we I got I got to shout you guys out or something because uh, it's super helpful. Because dude, people are asking me like, "Yo, what's that? Uh, how do you edit like that?" And da da da. That's like, when hey, you know you're. Uh, you got to talk <laughs> to my boy Sean. That's when you know you got to like give yourself a title. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a blue belt in photography. I'm a <laughs> no, no. I'll give my a three stripe white belt. Three stripe white belt, bro. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. Hey, check this out. All right. So I was in my kids' Muay Thai class today, right? Okay. And uh, this is at Evolve Training Center, by by the way, for anyone that wants to know where my son trains. Um, they have a great kids program. Anyway, they're having like this kind of like, you know how uh, CSA does like this coaches clinic or whatever? Right. So they do this right. kind of, it's not a coaches clinic, but they're, you know, they're just trying to really trying to build a community so they're having like this evolve like day where there's it's like from 11 till like one and there's like exhibition matches and like all this other stuff so mark goes hey uh, is uh darius my son or nico who's my nephew um are they gonna be are you guys gonna be here on saturday i was like well what's saturday because obviously i don't read i mean i don't get the emails like, I didn't even know what was going go, down. Go, sorry, Mark. It goes right to my spam folder. I, no, it goes right to my <laughs> wife. <laughs> anyway, so he goes, yeah, so so-and-so needs a, needs someone to match up with him for this weekend. I was wondering if, you know, one, one of your guys wants to come in. And me and my brother-in-law were looking at each other we're like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm not, I wasn't really doing anything this Saturday. So mm-hmm. my my son has signed up for a fucking exhibition bout at Evolve Training That's Center. awesome, bro. That's yeah, cool. But then, and what's cool is that it's yeah. at his normal school, so it's not like he's going to be surrounded by strangers. Yeah, and he's going to be sparring uh, his, like, training partner or his, yeah, like, or his cousin, you know? Yeah. Uh-oh. Don't worry about it. Just have fun. That's cool, dude. That's exciting. I don't know how exciting it's really gonna be because I'm gonna be shitting bricks. Because when, uh, start, when start start betting your uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, start betting your is it your brother or your my brother your brother's kid your brother yeah start start gambling with your brother in law. It's like oh well, my that son's gonna get him in the second round. No, yeah, no, his, son is, his son is actually really good. Like he's he's really absorbing uh, much more than my son is, um, and he kind of has like that dog in him, you know, but. Mm-hmm. it'll be fun i i you know i i really didn't want to i didn't know how i felt about it at first but then i'm excited for him like he he you know he should feel this feel this early on and kind of like this is like his thing he's only in muay thai or soccer so mm. it's like you know that's cool hey dude be, man be and like something and obviously you know he's had st- like a bunch of people watching him play soccer at his games. So now this would be cool having a bunch of people uh, watching him practice Muay Thai. Well, let me ask you this. So yesterday, because you deal with kids and you deal with their... I do deal with kids. (laughs) 
you also deal with their their sometimes even their insecurities. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe when a kid is not having a good day and he's like, you know, he's not really training well, you got to put him to the side or whatever, right? So to, yesterday, my wife took him to practice and he was really bummed out that he didn't get a goal, right? Which is, you know, they only had like a five-minute mm. scrimmage and it's like, dude, how are you, how are you really going to get a fucking goal? Anyway, mm-hmm. he got mm-hmm. some goals like previously and he was really happy about, you know, how we reacted to it. And, yeah, you know, he was just like, I didn't get a goal. And I was like, well, you don't always have to get a goal. You know, like all I want you to do is try, you know, like you just have to, just as long as you're trying, uh, that's all I'm looking for. Like you don't even have to fucking score. Yeah, yeah. But he was just more broken up about that whole fact that he didn't score and we weren't like cheering for him. You know? How do you fucking deal with that? I say, well, maybe you shouldn't suck so much, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's like, hey, you're, well, you better play some defense, you know? Well, I think I think in that context, what I would say is. Yeah, but did your team score a goal? Yeah, so and so scored a goal for us. Like, well, you're part of that. That's something yeah, that's you a, should celebrate. You should have said that. See, because, I, didn't, I didn't fucking yeah. say that. Yeah. It's because you're high all the time. No, I'm just I kidding. Know. Bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I just know. Kidding. Sean's not high all the time, everybody. Most just, of the time. I'm just I'm just I'm just talking shit. Just like, most no, of it. but you know, you 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 point out something that's that's pretty pretty important because I think all parents want their kids to feel a sense of accomplishment from certain things they do. Yeah. And I know that, that there has been this pushback in recent years and I think it's stupid pushback against, you know, uh, where like, Oh, everybody gets a medal or everybody gets a ribbon and, and whatnot. I, I don't think that's damaging to a kid's sense of accomplishment yeah. or a kid's yeah. sense of working hard because, uh, it, in the big in the big picture, you just want them to participate in something yes. and feel a part of something. And I think that's what you want to highlight. You highlight to them, it's like, well, uh, your team scored a goal yeah. and you are part of that team. So that's part of your accomplishment as well. Now, in the in the case where it might happen where the team doesn't score a goal at all, <laughs> you what you point out is, hey, remember that one time when your opposing team the opposing team, your opponent tried to score there and you're able to stop them. That was something you guys all did together. So you should be proud of that as well. And because you guys didn't score this time, that's something you could all work on um, uh, for next time. And you flip that on the other side. Oh, you didn't score this past Saturday. Hey, we got another game in two weeks. Let's like work hard. Let's hustle. I think if you could just know that you try harder the next time, you'll just feel better about it even if you don't score a goal. Just know that you've tried your best and work hard. You know, keep their eyes looking towards the future yeah, for the yeah, next game. Because yeah. so, they're, so, uh, they're so in the moment all the time. It's fucking... Well, because, you know, they're little and like every day is like the biggest day of their lives. Right? Because you're comparing the day you're in in reference to the rest of your life. And if your kid's only six years old, one day just seems like forever. And and so you just remember that, like that one hour that they're playing soccer is just like it's a lifetime to them right now. Yeah. And it gets better with time as they get older. The frame of reference of the totality of their life is longer and wider. So a day seems shorter and shorter to them as they as time goes on. I can't wait till you have kids, man. Like you sound like you. Know How do you know I about. don't already? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true. All, all, all those uh, paternity suits are just collecting Dude. dust in my bottom drawer. <laughs> I'm just kidding, or- guys. I don't have kids, guys. <laughs> I would take I would take it a lot more seriously if I did. <laughs> <laughs> did you how's training doing, man? Training's great. You know, last Saturday, uh, me and Coach Armando, our little group, our Omega Martial Arts, uh, we had a couple of fighters compete in yeah, uh, San dude. Francisco. We Saw went that. one and one. So shout out to uh, Ray Valetti, Raymond Valetti, and uh, Matt Cox. We're really proud of you guys for how hard you worked going into this, this event, uh, they're probably, most likely, they're probably done for the rest of the year because of their schedule, um, things outside of their lives. Matt's got this honeymoon he's going on in November. And uh, Ray's uh, still in school, so he's got to hammer that schedule out. But they're going to still keep on training. And we also want to shout out our friends over at Pacific Ring Sports. They had a number of their guys do the point Muay Thai section of the event last Saturday. And they had one of their guys do the full on amateur uh, event, Darren Lynn, who did great. Uh, And so uh, congratulations and a big thank you to our friends at Pacific Ring Sports. They've welcomed us into their community. They're a great gym. Um, They've been great training partners and friends for us. And uh, we're just glad to be a part of it. And hopefully There'll be more events that uh, Crew Salmon Legends Promotions puts on in San Francisco. So we had a good time. How so was uh, how that, was the event? Look like uh, look like a pretty good event. I mean, where where was it? You know, it, it was at the Masonic Center on Nineteenth Avenue and Sloat across the street yes, from Stern yes, Grove. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. So it was interesting. Like the the ring was on a stage, and so everyone's watching the fights. As if like you're sitting in a movie theater. Yeah, because so it was like a blue background or something. Was it blue? Yeah, because they streamed the event on on a on an app, so they they streamed it live. So it was it was kind of interesting, interesting energy. Um, I'm curious to see if maybe in the future they do an event maybe at Kizar Pavilion, yeah, it's more which fight I think friendly. Yeah, a little more fight friendly. There's not a bad scene in the house, uh, but you know it's no, it's out of my hands. I'm pretty sure. Uh, a number of promoters are looking at different venues, but it was nice to not have to drive super far oh, yeah. for a Muay Thai event because I literally live five blocks from the Masonic Center. I walked. That was a dream, huh? I walked there and I walked back home when I was done that night. So nice. <laughs> I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So shout out to the entire Bay Area Muay Thai community for showing out. And also, I think there were a couple people from L.A., and a couple of people from Washington State that came in to, to participate in this event. Nice. So, uh, big ups to the entire Muay Thai community for coming out, making this in a successful event. It was great to see everybody uh, and be a part of it. So, oh. fun, fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. How's how's training going for you? Good, man. Uh, trained last night, and it, uh, you know. As per our our past talks in the last few weeks, you know, like I'm very, I'm feeling good, man. Like feeling good that, you know, I'm pretty content with just getting in there whenever I can and making the best out of every session, you know, and um, I was able to get some good rounds in with uh, a lot of the competitors that did compete. And again, congratulations to everyone that medaled or that competed out in 
the Jiu-Jitsu World League, who's also throwing another tournament, I think, in November in Stockton. That's good. Stay yeah. busy. And uh, it's been good. And I, I was going with some young guys yesterday. Man. Again, How does that feel? Like I went, <laughs> I you know, I stupidly let them mount me and they're so strong to where like, I'm like, oh shit, dude. You know, but then they'll still kind of like let me take control of their base and, and their and their arm and leg. And I'm, I'm still able to do that old, gosh, what sweep was that? When like they have you in mount and you just kind of like take their base arm away and then you hug the the, the, the same side leg with your other leg. With Oopa. that same leg. Yeah, the Upa, there you yeah, go. Yeah, Upa. Like, so, like, like the most fundamental. Yeah, yeah. Escape. So the Uva was working yesterday with the young guys. <laughs> Good and, shit, um, dude. Good shit. But then I I did do this Upa on this purple belt, and he was pretty heavy. And I had to, you know, I had to give a hell because I didn't want this guy on top of me. And man, when I woke up this morning. Is your back killing you? My back's killing me. And then like, <laughs> I I got like, I had gotten guillotined early in the week. And, you know, I didn't want to, I really didn't want to give that up. So. I'm having like, I have like one of those pinched nerves that goes down to my oh, arm. Oh, like, why didn't I tap out sooner? Exactly, dude. So <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. But at least you're in there, man. You're in there and making it happen. I'm pretty sure your teammates love it too. Because they got, you know, experienced Sean in there to get to work with. Yeah, I hope so. So that's good shit, dude. Thanks, Happy man. for you. Happy for you. Dude, I've been meaning to try to get back into Muay Thai, man. Like, I've missed it so much. I haven't done it in so long, though. Hey, doors open. You always come by once in a while. I know, right? Okay, just hit things, hit each other. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Muay, Muay Thai training was really. I just come came back tonight from teaching Muay Thai. And, yeah. And the and the class was just fire tonight, bro. Everybody was just lit, ready to go. Uh, we we did like like four rounds of pads. A lot of people stuck around for knee sparring afterwards. Uh, everybody got some good training in tonight. So. Muay Thai was looking good over at Hapkido USA with our golden pizza Muay Thai group. Yeah. So if you guys, hey, if anybody wants to try out some Muay Thai, dude, me and Coach Rocky are waiting for you. Come through. <laughs> you want some of this. You want some of this. Hey, I, I, got, I got a quick question for you. Yeah. You guys have a lot of women in your jiu-jitsu school over at Chavez's place? Yeah, a good amount. I mean, considering where I've come from, there hasn't been very much many women. Yeah, that's, so let me ask, what do you think is the key for women signing up and women staying and women continuing mm. to train? Like what type of culture do you think is important for women to feel comfortable coming into a jiu-jitsu school? First of all, like trying out a class, number one, and number two, like staying with it, sticking with it. What, yeah. what have you seen that's that worked works. for you over at yeah. Travis's that keeps the women uh, coming back? You know, initially there was, uh, when Travis started the school, there was also another, uh, you know, there was a high ranking, I think she was a purple belt at the mm -hmm. time. Her name was Susie. And, you know, she was just such a, a good teacher and such a good uh, role model for the women because they see this, you know, she was Asian, but you see this Asian woman just taking motherfuckers backs. And they, you know, more importantly, the, the women just need a role model. You know, they just mm. need to kind of see mm. that, hey, that that woman right there is pretty much as big as I am or 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 smaller or whatever, but she can do all this like cool shit and Right. She's beating ass too. Yeah. And you she yeah. they even had like all girl like open mats and just kind of build the community for the women. And uh she's no longer with the gym now. I think she's with the cave, but uh, I think what's helped in the in the culture now is 
you know, there's, I think there's a purple belt and there's a, and there's a bunch of blue belt girls, but, um, you know, they're all around the same size and they're all just welcoming and, and, and willing to teach, uh, the, the, the younger or kind of like less experienced women. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big mm-hmm. thing where it's the community so welcoming to the point where, you know, it makes you feel comfortable because going into a gym, it's, it's mixed feelings, you know, especially if you go into the wrong gym or, or mm-hmm. and I've been lucky enough to go into the right gym where I didn't have to go anywhere else for a really long time. But for these people that are going to be paying this premium martial arts price, especially now, man, um, especially with people, I mean, the price of martial arts training right now is it's through the roof right now. If you think about it, it's um, worth it. It is worth <laughs> it. And, uh, some people don't see the value in that. I think once the people mm. do see the value, female or not, that's when they'll stay. But you're right. People are paying a, paying a premium, so you want to create an environment that is welcoming. Oh, yeah. And it fosters growth. In the and end, it's a school. It feels safe, yeah. and it's, it's a, a school. school. Yeah. I get you. I get you. That That's good That's good stuff to think about. The reason why I asked is because we recently had a couple of new women come into the gym over at hey. Colhaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and and it's great. And we want to, I think, you know, I look at the totality of our gym membership. We have a good number of women, but I always feel like it could use more. And so I've just wanted to get your thoughts on what you think some yeah. of the keys are for fostering a successful environment where women feel like they could come into a jiu-jitsu gym and and just keep training and be a part of that community. Yeah. So I appreciate that feedback, Sean. Yeah. Keep that, I'll keep that stuff in mind. Did you were able to watch the fights last weekend? Yeah, man. I, I was able to catch them live up until maybe like the start of the main card. Then I had to rewatch some of them. But uh, All right. Let's get into yeah, it let's then, let's get bro. into it. Can I say something? Yeah. I am a fucking genius. <laughs> I think... I think if I'm if I'm correct, I called the top three fights correctly. I San Hagen, San Hagen, Rodriguez, and your boy Andre Philly. Yeah. I think I called those three <laughs> correct. So I am I am a fucking G. I am promoting Dude, myself seriously. to even though there are no belts in MMA guys, I'm promoting myself to 27th degree black belt in MMA Damn. knowledge. <laughs> 20, <laughs> 23 Dan. 23 Dan. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the blackest of dude, the blackest belts. can you imagine belts. if we put money on that shit, dude? <laughs> we should have seen how oh, much money you could have won. If I did a parlay, if I did a parlay of the, those three fights, oh yeah. my God, I'd, I'd, I'd have been like rolling in it. I'd have been buying new geese and new tie shorts <laughs> new and geese. like new new boxing gloves. I'd have just been rolling that shit. But anyway, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's say Kerry Sanhagen versus your boy Song Yadong. Uh, Sanhagen wins. Uh, what did you see in this fight, Sean? I thought a, I, I saw a pretty damn good fight, like from start to finish. Uh, so, I mean, Song Yadong obviously took you know that er, took. Uh, an early lead in that first yeah. round and i mean gosh song Yudong was it, throwing fucking power like and it didn't it's it just comes out of it just comes out of him and uh cory sanhagen looked a little bit uh weary in the beginning but i mean he's such a veteran i mean he did fight for the interim title once Cut, he found yeah. his groove he was able to time songs aggression oh yeah and do some pretty slick 
counters. And I think when you're a power striker, like Song is, when you go up against somebody who doesn't fight backwards against your power and instead redirects it and counters you, I find power strikers like that, when they run into that kind of situation, they struggle. I kind of saw that a little bit with Song. It's just like, you know, I'm throwing these heavy shots, but it's not making Sanhagen wither. And you you kind of see it mentally, it affected Song's mentality, I felt. And Sanhagen, like you were about to point out, like caught Song with a great elbow that that split him open that eventually led to the doctor stoppage in round four. Um, so it it was, that, that was a big fucking cut over, over his yeah, eye. It was, it was too, man. It was like second it, round, I think. Yeah. And so shout out to the, to songs Cutman, who before round three sent him out there and was able to have it to where it wasn't bleeding for like half the round at least, but eventually yeah. that shit starts pouring yeah. and, and that absolutely affected songs performance the rest of the fight. Cause he was covering that side of his face, trying to make sure it didn't get touched. It eventually affected his vision. He had to admit to the doctor he couldn't see out of the eye. Yeah, and so Sanhagen, yeah, Sanhagen won the won fair and square. And he was just he was like touching and Sanhagen was cutting was touching song up really nicely. Wasn't wasn't going crazy for a finish, was being super smart, yeah. being aware of Song's power and to the point where it negated song's aggressive style like song wasn't able to really use his power the way he wanted to yeah and Corey's being Corey, just has all that fucking experience can you believe he you know he was just sitting back and waiting for song to just come up with something crazy and just threw that really fucking weird elbow mm-hmm. changed the whole mm-hmm. dynamic of the fight dude and i'm so smart if, so if smart. you think about it like i think the scorecard said it was 2-2 up until the fifth and good on song for admitting, like, dude, you can't see. What am I going to fucking do, you know? Mm. I mean, that cut was in a really shitty spot, too, man. I think he felt like, especially when he said that, it was just like, you know, man, I just, I think I might get hurt over here. Yeah, and I think it's smart. Day, dude. I don't think there's any shame in, yeah. like, in admitting that things are, things are going wrong. Uh, last week, we asked whether the wrestling was going to be a factor. And in a way, it kind of was. Sometimes the grappling exchanges on the feet negated Song's uh, explosiveness. Yeah. But Song's, uh, what you what you like to call anti-wrestling, <clears throat> kind of came really into good. play. It was yeah. really good there. Uh, even though uh, Sanhagen isn't known as being a takedown specialist in particular, uh, Song did some really good things in terms of making sure he avoided being put on his back. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, you this. If Song doesn't get cut, does he win this fight? I don't know. No. I no. thought, I think, I think San Hagen looked like he was figuring out the timing. Mm. And yes, Song still had that right hand that sometimes would go over San Hagen's left guard and kind of hit the back of Sanhagen's shoulder. Yeah. And it, it made a, yeah, an amazing move, sound. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It made an amazing sound, but it didn't really hurt Sanhagen. And I think Sanhagen was really, really tucked in behind that shoulder to hide his chin to make sure he didn't get hurt. I think I think Song's Hail Mary right hand was really his only shot at it. Otherwise Sanhagen was out pointing him. Yeah. I th- I think Sanhagen would have won a decision if it went all the way. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Now 
the cut was definitely a factor for the 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 last half of the what was of this fight. But I think Sanhagen was doing the right things. I think strategy-wise, he was doing the right things and would have rode out to a decision. Yeah. That that's the way I feel. What about what do you feel? Yeah, I still think Corey would have figured it out. He I mean, if it was gonna come down to the last round, I think Corey just had a little bit more gas. I think this is the first mm-hmm. time Song has been in five rounds. So mm-hmm. I think I think that experience that experience factor, yeah, that experience factor, and, and like Corey's those fought the better. Guys. He's also fought the better opposition, so he's seen everything, dude. Yeah, and we know Song being a, a power striker; those guys tend to fade in the later yeah. rounds. You can't keep if that, that if pace. that's you can't keep that pace, and also you got to have something else in the bag that you could pull out to oh, bring the fight to you what mean you want. Like so, Chong Lee's uh, cocaine in his belt. <laughs> like hide a little bit of um, some meth some, some meth in your vas- Vaseline that you put underneath your nose <laughs> to get, get you charged up well I was thinking more of like does he have like wrestling or does he have uh, some standing clinch ability where he doesn't have to work on trying to knock someone out from long distance. Yeah, so that yeah. I was thinking more of something like that. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> but meth I'll take as a second yeah. answer. <laughs> what was that shit? Was that just like some salt? Some blinding salt? Yeah. Guys, thing? if you guys don't know what uh Sean is talking about, he is referencing the classic Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, <laughs> Bloodsport, where the main villain Bolo. in the last fight pulls salt from his uh, belt line and throws it into the eyes of Van Damme's character <laughs> to try to get an advantage in their final fight. <laughs> and it doesn't so, work. And it doesn't work because Van Damme's character Pretty. trained with a blindfold <laughs> as part of his ninjutsu training. So like not being we able to see his opponent. Ninjutsu guys. And, and not being able to see his opponent was no problem to the great <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. His character's name, Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes, guys. So anyway. Okay, USA. Okay, USA. How about, so a, let, how about the next fight? Uh, yeah. An even bloodier fight. There was a oh lot of blood God. in this fucking card. Two big cuts. Yes. Gregory Rodriguez versus uh, Chidi Njikawani. Mm-hmm. Dude. I called this one right as well. You did. <laughs> and did you see there was like a fucking like tendon or ligament inside that cut that i heard that if that would have got like cut or severed he would have been fucked man like he would have had some sort of paralysis yeah so if people don't know what we're talking about uh enjikawani gave a cut to gregory rodriguez between his two eyebrows that went from but essentially went from eyebrow to eyebrow it was gross like if you glanced at rodriguez if you glance at Rodriguez, it'll look like he had a unibrow. But that was not a unibrow. That was a cut between his two yeah. eyebrows. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a scar. Oh God! Imagine being the person that has to put that thing together. And it was like Rodriguez knew when he got cut. He's like, "Oh shit, they might stop it. I gotta go forward." And and one of the things that where where you know Njikwani is comfortable striking while moving backwards, and he's got fucking power that way, but. If you do that too much against somebody who loves power striking forward like Gregory Rodriguez does, you, you're playing with fire and yeah. boom, boom, boom. Oh Rodriguez gets the win. 
it was it was unbelievable. I mean, I mean, not like completely unbelievable, but it was just it was, wow. it was just crazy. Shut out. Yeah. Dude. I mean, you just you just turned it on. Turned it on. So um just punches, punches, punches in round two. Yeah. Gregory Rodriguez. Chitty was on a fucking run, dude. And and Chitty's Chitty's fun to watch fight too. Like I agree. Like I stylistically, I like the way he fights. And and he 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 put Gregory in trouble with his style, but just yeah. Gregory just had to dig deep and just use his power striking going forward and just put it into Kawani down. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was a fun fight. <laughs> How about your boy, Andre, or, or, you know, boy, Andre your, Philly, your boy, boy, Andre Philly, your boy. <laughs> um, I mean, like, just like what do you call it? Never say die. Never say dude, that die guy's attitude. A fucking gangster, <laughs> he's missing some goddamn teeth and he's a gangster. Poor Bill Aljo. Yeah. He should yeah. <laughs> That's your guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how about Joe Pfeiffer versus Alan Amadovsky? Joe Pfeiffer coming off of the uh contender series, which actually I watched the other night as well. We'll talk about that. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk Um, about that later. What else? Oh, dude. I Okay. Even though I was super brilliant, like brilliant when it came to calling the Sanhagen song fight, the Rodriguez and Jaquani fight, the Philly Algeo fight, I was completely wrong when it came to Robertson and Agapova. Like we both thought that Agapova had too much, but... She like Julian Robertson, just like she was able to get the fight to where she wanted to, and that's we're talking about the grappling. Took Agapova's back and got the rear naked choke in round two. Congratulations to Julian Robertson. Yeah, called I called completely called that shit wrong. And I had I, to trail. I had I to troll like, her on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, ah. oh, she's hot. All right, that's cool. Um, dude, she fucking or, put her ass to fucking. She put her ass in the multiverse, bro. She was freaking. She choked her to the point where I mean, there was, was a point where I thought she was out, but then she yeah, wasn't out. Her, and then like her, she came back and then she fucking turned purple. And then, yeah, her eyes looked like they were about to pop out of dude, her head. Seriously, like, dude. Jillian Robertson's got a fucking squeeze for yeah, her dude. chokes. Man. She's got a fucking squeeze, bro. So congratulations to Jillian Robertson. And, and congratulations to Loma Lomi, oh, yeah, who I root for just because, you know, her, her Muay Thai background. I like her fighting style. Yeah. And she afterwards, she in her press post-fight press conference, she talked about dealing with uh, some mental health issues and oh, really? suicidal self-harm thoughts. Oh, um, and she um, surrounded herself with some really good people. And she, she um, fought her heart out, won a decision against Denise Gomez. So congratulations to Luke Boon. Look on me. Um, we're, I'm cheering for you all the way. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Javed Basharat taking on Tony Gravely. That was a pretty good scrap there as well. Sometimes these like these free cards just have some real yeah, good dude. action. I that, love how they're so, able to build off of that, you know? And it's just, yeah, it just builds off to other things. So make sure you, you guys, if you have the ESPN Plus app or you have time, like, Check out some of these free fights. They're they're worth your time. You get some get to see some good good action with these guys yeah. and gals going into it. Um, 
Did you want to talk a little bit about there's not a, there's no UFC this weekend? Yeah, but there is Spell a Bellator time. event this weekend. It is headlined by our old, old school. I guess can you call him old school? Benson yeah, Henderson you can because versus Peter Queeley. They're they're in Ireland this week. Oh shit! Um, I be, I believe the fight's actually tomorrow technically. Oh, like in about in twenty hours. Oh, yeah, like in in twenty hours. So Benson Henderson versus Peter Queeley in the co-main event is a bunch of a couple of old heads. Yoel Romero versus Melvin. Wait Montmoss. a minute, did he back out of this fight? Did he? Is that the latest? No way. No I just way. This one I saw dude. a freaking. I thought I saw a. Uh... No, that can't be right because, like, I I was trolling the news sites before we came on. You did? Dude. Okay, and I'm, I'm, I don't see I anything mentioned right there. I thought Melvin was like, I'm done. No, Melvin, no, don't do it to me. <laughs> yeah. well, I could have sworn I saw something like that, but I'm pretty sure you're right. Okay, well, still on. well, so it's Bellator 285. Let's talk about ben, Benson Henderson versus Peter Queeley. Yeah, how do you see this fight unfolding? Does Benson Henderson show the Benson Henderson that used to be the lightweight champion at UFC? Or do we see the Benson Henderson that when he signed on to Bellator, what, like a, basically a 500 fighter, you like know, underperforming? You know like who, who are we going to see? You know what's also crazy is I don't think – has Bellator taken on the five-round main event thingy that UFC does? I don't know if they automatically are going to make this a five round or just because saying. it's a main so event. Like, I, you can't beat this dude in three rounds. Anyway, so Benson Henderson, <laughs> former UFC champion, also fights with a fucking toothpick in his goddamn mouth half the time. Yeah, I don't know. Like he gets away with it too. I guess he tucks it behind his mouthpiece so like three people can't see it. It's I a good calling see. card. Good you calling know, card. You know, Peter Queeley got knocked out by. Uh, Patricky uh, Pitbull back in uh, 2021. But who hasn't who hasn't been knocked out by Patricia Pitbull? <laughs> My Pitbull. There's no shame in getting knocked out by that guy. That guy kills everybody that he puts his fists on. I don't know, dude. I th- I feel like Benson Henderson can win a three. If this is a three round fight, he can win a three round decision. That's that's well, that's a given. Do you think he could win this fight with a finish, or is he just no. going to trick? He's not a finish. He's not, he's not a finish rate fighter. Huh? Okay. As much as as much Taekwondo as as he knows, he doesn't really use his kick. His, his kicks no more. Like he he's been turning into like a grappler. If you think about it, right? I think it's an acknowledgement of maybe certain injuries that just mm-hmm. take away some of the explosiveness from the legs that he used to have. Uh, maybe he just doesn't have it anymore. His wifey fights he's, too, which is crazy. Is she on this card? No. Oh, well, that'd be that why not? Kind of cool. I, I guess so. Uh, so I'm, this, you know, so this, how's this gonna go? I really don't do, know. I, I'm gonna give Benson Henderson the benefit of the doubt. Okay. He's he, also often when I've picked him, especially in his Bellator career, he's let me down. <laughs> but <laughs> he's never been. He hasn't been put away a lot. That's one of those things about Benson Henderson. His defense has been pretty good in terms of defending against submissions yeah. now defending against being outstruck that may be not always the case sometimes he has been out wrestled and grounded out yeah um that's also been the case with him 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he wins a decision here against Peter Quilly. Yeah. Um, only because I don't think there's one thing that Peter Quilly does uh, super well that is going to overwhelm Benson. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it might be, if it's the chance, it's maybe the hands. Like if Peter Quilly had like a specialty, a yeah, particular yeah. specialty where it's like, oh my God, he is light years ahead of somebody in this area, then I, I might give it to him in that just because, you know, Benson Anderson sometimes puts himself in trouble uh, into the person's wheelhouse yeah, yeah. just because totally. for some reason. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case with this matchup. So I'll say Benson Henderson wins a decision against Peter. Nice. What about you? What do you think? I'm going to say a decision by Ben also. Okay. Just because, yeah, I mean, Peter Quilly, you know, if you look at his the opposition, he's fine. It's not. Benson still is a former champion, so he has a ton of experience. He'll know what to do to win this fight. But he'll also know what to do to give it away. That's his problem. That's, that's the fucking problem. <laughs> like he falls into those traps too. Yeah. But uh, so he's we'll his see. own worst we'll enemy see. at this point. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Let's let's talk about. I mean, it's pending. I don't know if you if, what you I read know, was true. But, don't but, Mel, don't, but let's go. Yeah. Melvin Manhall versus Yoel Yo. Romero. What what are we talking about here? Two old guys, but two guys with that epitomize dad strength. And yeah. dad power because you're the, Dude, two guys Manhoff's like 46 years old cut from marble both of these guys built <laughs> as if they were chiseled out of like a fucking piece of like stone these like rock solid um superhero build i mean who do you got for this one you know yoel romero is six feet tall versus manhoff who is about five nine. Damn. Five eight, actually. Five eight. I didn't know that's the I didn't know that was the big I didn't know that was the difference. That's kind of it's a God lot. damn. Against that's a the lot. fucking wrestler, dude. But but Romero, like he's not like a big jab guy. He's old. You know, you know what? About. You're right though, because <laughs> Melvin he's not a guy who guys, he's not a guy who's like, I'm gonna technically use my Long front yeah. kicks and my long jab to keep this and guy Melvin away. Melvin Manhoff kicks too, so you know what? I'm gonna go with Melvin Manhoff. I think he kicks the shit out of fucking really? Juan Romero's leg, and that's yeah, it. that's it. That's okay. gonna be after this. He retires. All right, we're gonna bet a we're gonna bet a drink on yeah because I owe you I'm, for the uh for the main event or yeah for the main for, for San, San Hagen and Song on the yeah. UFC. I'm gonna go with Romero because I think what's gonna happen is that Melvin might try to leg kick him and he's going to time him and try to eat one of those leg kicks just to throw one big punch oh, to clean Melvin's shit. clock. <laughs> and you so, see him. Melvin's been knocked out too. No, hey, dude, you don't fight for that long and not have it touched once in a while, yeah. bro. But at the same time, you know, Yoel is one of those guys that like he'll give away rounds because he's trying to find that one clean super punch and he's super <laughs> tired so all he has is one punch around you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you know and so if he swings and he misses and he whiffs that might be his one shot and melvin could just oh, pick him up hard the rest of the way so, so so i'm excited right, to dude. see what, what happened with this one so i'm going with, with romero you're going with melvin that's our all bet. right that's our bet and you think if Melvin wins this one, he retires? Like he oh, retires, yeah. goes I out think, of sunset? I think he's just looking for a win and he's done, you know? 
Dude, I mean, this is a this is not a safe fight for him to take. So he's he's a real fucking right G. Yeah. He's a real G. It's not a safe fight. So all right, any other fights on this uh, Bellator two eighty five yeah, card uh, that you're looking forward to? to? Uh, Liam McCourt versus Diana. Oh yeah, uh, okay. Silva. Liam McCourt's uh, Instagram is not too bad at all. Not too like bad. so. He, so as you all know, for the our longtime listeners, that's <laughs> all that Sean. Sean looks. He counts the thirst traps on someone's account, <laughs> and that's how he picks who's gonna win, or that's how he. Picks but she's not gonna win though, because she's fighting. She's for. fighting a fucking Brazilian dude. You know those Brazilian women are fucking. Brazilian women are fucking savages, bro. So. So you think Di- you think Diana Silva is gonna be? I think she's gonna pound her out, but I mean, Liam McCourt's good though. Like I mean, she's pretty. I've seen her fight before, but it's not like she's a fucking knockout artist, you know. It, it's hard. It, it's very hard at the lighter weight classes for the men and women yeah. to find true knockout artists. Yeah, at yeah. those lighter weight classes, you're not throwing as much weight behind your strikes as you would if you were, say, for example, fighting at 155 pounds, 170. Um, so that's why it's fun watching these lighter fighters yeah. because technique and stamina come into play. So you get yeah. to see who really knows their shit. They're not just, they're not just relying on a Hail Mary knockout strike. Yeah, dude. So I, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of it. And so how, how fucking dare them put Georgie uh, Karahedian, Kar- Karak, how the fuck do you say that? Karak. Karakanyan? Fuck. Georgie Karakanyan. You, you said go. it right. Wasn't he former champion, right? I think he was a former champion. But uh versus Kane Musa. Dude, this guy's on the fucking undercard now, man. Shit. I wonder if it's maybe well, he's, he's he's deep into the undercard too, on the prelim he's card. He's, he's not even closing the prelim card. That's he's like he's He's damn, he's damn in the middle of the prelim yeah. card, so he's not even opening the prelims. For someone to have double-digit losses, that's like a that's a veteran, you know, to have double-digit losses. Well, he, I mean, th- he's 31-13 and 1, or 31-13 and 30, 31, wait, am I reading that right? 12? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just... 31-13 and 1. That's I mean, crazy. that's a lot of fights. Right? He Some lost people just don't know when to Adam quit. He, he got beat by Adam Piccolotti last fight. Oh, no shame in that. that there's no shame in that. Stud. That's what I'm saying. I think Adam's getting a big fight too soon. Like a I, really big the, fight. Bellator has been uh, trying to get him to be the next big star for a while Could now. Could be. Could be. But every time, sometimes something like happens where it's just it like, really he gets, yeah, so, well, sometimes you get beat. <laughs> yeah, just, be. Sometimes the best laid plans go to waste, man. Yeah. So, so, well, so that's, that's happening, I guess, technically tomorrow or Friday, depending on how you count hours. Know, right? It's like, what forward the fuck? In, yeah, so it basically, essentially, in 20 hours, this event is happening. So do with that as you will. I think it's, is it on Showtime? Yeah, Showtime. Okay, so those of you guys who have Showtime, check it out. Bellator 285, Henderson versus Queeley. Let's jump into some news, dude. Yeah. Uh, and let's open this up with the announcement of... Uh, or did we talk about it last week or Jose Aldo's retirement? Yeah, we did we did. talk about that? Yeah. We did. Okay. Sorry. I'm pretty tired guys. No, wait a minute. So, did we? Or we just talked about I it with each other? We were just like talking about it with each other, like on DM and shit. 
Okay, maybe that's what it was. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, again. let's talk about it. Fuck. <laughs> okay, Jose Aldo uh, negotiated the exit out of his uh, contract with the UFC. That's huge. He had he technically had one more fight yeah, on like, the contract, but they negotiated out, and so he's is effectively retired from MMA. One of the all time greats, I would argue, probably the greatest featherweight in all time of all of mixed martial arts. Uh, what is your favorite Jose Aldo moment, Sean, of his Oof. career? There's a lot of them, but if I had to choose, I'll I'll give you two. I'll, I'll say the first one. because You're I was only a, allowed one. Just okay, kidding. fine. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and I was a big WC fan, so I, I watched him come up in there too. And I think the Cub Swanson flying knee that that really sticks out of my head because, oh my god wasn't that like the beginning of the fight oh too? yeah it was like oh my probably god the fastest stoppage in in wc history so didn't he flying knee him knocks him out and then he do it like a backflip off the top of the cage in celebration yeah, or something or was did. that a different fight where he did I think, that i don't know if that was the one but oh my god i yeah. saw, I saw That's how a good bad one. fucking cup swanson went down and it was oh my god imagine feeling that shit Number two, I think I'd say the Chad Mendez fight when he did that fucking knee to knock yeah, him Chad, out. Yeah, Chad Chad Mendez almost has him in a gut wrench from behind. Yeah. He uh he forces him Jose Aldway is able yeah, he's able to like push his hip out, do kind of a little bit of a sit out. Yeah. Chad shoots in a little bit and eats a knee on the way in, knocks him out, but, and then but also, and then what happens? Short, was that short notice fight or was that a full count for? Chad no, that Mendes? was a that was a full on fight. Okay. I think that, that was a full on fight, if I remember correctly. Yeah. That one was full on, and then that's also the one where Jose Aldo just runs into the crowd in Brazil oh and to celebrate that was that iconic celebration. He starts celebrate. celebrating in the middle of the crowd. What are your he favorite? Like, what are your favorite? Uh, my my favorite Jose Aldo moment, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page from you. I'm gonna go back to his WEC day when he fought Uriah Faber. Oh yeah! And for five rounds, proceeds to batter Uriah Faber's <sighs> oh, legs with leg kicks, leg kicks, leg kicks, and I think it opened everyone's eyes to how. I mean, everyone people were already throwing leg kicks in MMA. But I think it really reopened everyone's eyes, I guess I should oh, say, yeah. to just how, if you do use them right and you have the right timing, how devastating leg kicks can be. Because a lot of times people in MMA, modern MMA, would be afraid to use leg kicks a lot because of the risk of the takedown. Yeah. And so bear in mind, this is a young Uriah Faber. Jose Aldo is using leg kicks against Uriah Faber that was still young and still using his wrestling to take people down. And he, the fact that he was able to use those leg kicks against a wrestler, not get taken down, and to damage Uriah Faber so much. I don't think Uriah Faber was re ever really the same after that no. fight. Just being no. battered. And it, just that picture. And Uriah Faber um, published photos of his leg later that, that week after that fight. The discoloration, <laughs> the swelling... It looked inhuman yeah. what happened to your right favorite's leg. Yeah. And this it, isn't it, even like calf kick leg kicks. These were like upper no, thigh. Right on the thigh, yeah. straight up. Boom, drop the leg kick. Boom, drop it. Boom, they were drop like it. Full blast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
it was that 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 there I have a bunch of favorite moments from Jose Aldo, but that's I think that's how I'll always remember him. I think that's how I'll always remember just just that type of domination um in in terms of his imposing his style on on a on an opponent who had a style that's supposed to be able to nullify his approach, yeah. but still being able to make it work. So congratulations to Jose Aldo. The the doors open for him to for a professional boxing career or do whatever else he wants to do. Um, but uh, a chapter has closed in MMA. Thank God. Man. But but a new chapter has opened because the UFC recently signed a 17 year old to a UFC contract, Raul Rosas Jr. Off of the uh, Contender Series, right? Yeah, Sean, seventeen years old. You've been watching the Contender Series for yeah, a while, so you, I think you've probably seen this kid before. Yeah. Well, to tell you the truth, what was crazy was when I was watching this, uh, this Contender Series, this episode of the Contender Series. They were saying that his parents had to sign a notarized, like some sort of like waiver to to make sure that you know this is a you know. They're consenting this seventeen-year-old to fight uh, mm-hmm. in against the adults, cage. exactly against fucking adults. Yeah, so and beating the shit out, like and beating that ass. Yeah, too. and you know, I kind of heard, I got to hear kind of his story. You know, he started training at four, had his first um, MMA-style fight at eight. Oh fuck! That's what I'm saying. And then like has first like semi, I don't even call it semi-pro, maybe like amateur at like fifteen, and dude, like it's. The guy's kind of made for it, but this motherfucker has no upper front teeth, dude. Like, you could tell that this guy has been training all over the place. Like, his ears are fucked. Like, he's <laughs> built, you know, his body, like, the way he, he he's, like, filled into his body, he's already got that freaking, he's already got the frame for it. Has mm. has all the muscles in the needed areas. But the the issue that some people are having is, like why put him on the fast track to to the competition? And I noticed at the end, Paul Felder was like, "I don't think they should probably give him a, a contract because, or maybe just give him a development deal just to lock him in." But mm. it's people have mixed feelings about it. I say, look, the guy's been fighting his whole life. I think there was even this thing where the commission had to watch his fights to see if he was a legit if he was a legitimate fighter. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the way he handled himself. And this was kind of a grappler versus grappler matchup. And he, you know, he was going for some crazy shit. He outgrappled another grappler, but I he absolutely he against, was slick. Yeah. I want to see how he does against a striker. And hopefully they take their time with this kid because I think Sage was, I forget how old Sage was. I think he was Sage maybe 18. Northcott. Yeah. Sage he was Northcott pretty young, was but he wasn't 17. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think with that, I think Rosa Jr. He's just more of a complete fighter than than Sage. Sage was just a high level traditional martial artist that didn't really have any jujitsu. But this guy's what, got great jujitsu. What weight class was Rojas fighting at? Sean? So this is going to be feather. Like he oh, looks, okay. but you know who who knows? And he's he's seven. He's seventeen years old. Yeah. So by the time he grows up into an adult body by like 25, might we might be looking at a Walter weight. Yeah. Might be a Walter. Right? We might be looking at somebody who has to fight at 170. Yeah, but apparently he's been training with all these people like Dorino, um 
you know, people are like vouching for him. It's like, damn. And he comes from a weird camp for, and like, it's his dad. That's his train. Mm. And mm-hmm. they're out of like New Mexico. So this is going to be super interesting because yeah, right? if he does well, this might set the stage for how everyone tries to develop mixed martial arts talent Very in the true. future. And he, this guy looks good, man. Like the way he, his transitions. Is like, the way he moves, it looks natural. Really, really good. It like, looks like he's someone who's been training since he was four. Yes. Is that is what you're saying? Yes. That's I, very I impressive. That, man. So Raul, Raul Rosas Jr., everybody. So let's keep an eye out. Let's see how this goes. 17 years old. It'd be mm-hmm. very interesting he if he's in teeth. there. Oh, he needs some teeth. Yeah, but, it'd be, <laughs> but look, mate, let me tell you, it's going to be interesting if he goes in there against somebody who's like say in the top 20 who's 28 years old they're full they're like a full-on adult with a well-rounded skill set Fuck that's gonna rush, be a, some rush the, huh? it's gonna be really interesting <laughs> in, in other news in other news we know that nate diaz had his last fight with the ufc yeah. uh scott coker has said that bellator has reached out to them and that they're Fuck. talking. I uh, don't think it's going to happen. No, I think no way. He Diaz have that is. Much money. I, I, well, and I also, I also think it doesn't hurt Diaz to say, "Yeah, we've been talking to Bellator," because then it raises oh, yeah. the asking yeah. price for any whatever boxing promotion, whatever you know he's going to do with Jake Paul in the future. So it's. I think it's more yeah, of a negotiating, yeah. negotiating position, and and there's nothing wrong with it. I, these professional, these are professional athletes, and. That's how it goes. Now, in other news, in other free agent news, uh, former Bellator lightweight champion, former UFC lightweight champion, Eddie Alvarez has parted ways with one championship. And so he doesn't sound like he's trying to retire from MMA. Where does uh, Eddie Alvarez go, Sean? Is there there room for him? Does the UFC even want to talk to him? No. I think, Does Bellator uh, want to welcome him back? No. I think he goes to World Series of Fighting. World Series of Fighting? How about PFL? Sorry, Does PFL. the PFL want to look at him? No, that's the same thing. I'm sorry. Okay. PFL? PFL. Maybe... I think he goes to PFL. Does uh, Khabib want to look at him for Eagle hey, FC? you know, but you're going to be fighting fucking Russians again, dude. You're going to be going up against wrestlers. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he couldn't really... Remember, he got his ass beat by the Korean dude that... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it could be definitely they're looking at somebody unless there's like new types of steroids they're putting out in the market that is definitely on the other side of his fighting career. Am I wrong here? Mm. Wrong here? And uh, I don't think he goes to BKFC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. I mean, you may not be off the charts over there. I mean, you you may be onto something. It seems to be like a place where some MMA guys, they kind of find a refuge there in Bare Knuckle. And who knows? Maybe Bare Knuckle has uh, some some cash to throw at him. I don't think he's got a strong negotiating position because even though he has slight MMA, he has slight name recognition i don't think he has a strong enough clout where he could demand a huge sum yeah, yeah. so we'll we'll see where that goes uh and also another news francis and ganu is still in negotiations with trying to Fuck. get a new ufc contract done he has successfully underwent knee surgery apparently his his recovery is going great uh and he's apparently in no rush no rush to uh um to 
to get something done with DRC, but he does want something new. It seems like besides a little bump in pay, he wants room to do exhibition boxing in his new contract. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, oh, that fight, I mean, I'd love to see what happens if like, if John Jones makes his debut at heavyweight against Francis Ngannou, that would be a big fucking fight. Oh, I think that would be so big money to make. Um, but if this is the hang up, that stops it, man, that would be too bad. Um, so we'll see. We will see. Um, what do you think, Sean? I mean, I mean, is he playing too hard ball? Is he playing just the right amount of hard ball? I mean, I like it. I like that it feels like he's worth a certain amount and he wants to get that amount. I like it. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't really seem like he's in a rush. More power to him, man. Fucking... Yeah, more power to him, man. Like, I think he should just... He doesn't have to settle, but at least get somewhere around where he wants to get and have that option. Because I think that's the biggest thing, is being able to do other things. And that's I like think a big no-no. I think, I think you're right. <laughs> it's I a think, big no-no, unless your name is Connor. I, I think he wants that flexibility to be able to say, hey, just I want to do this one... ADCC, exit. buddy. Fuck. He's... <laughs> He gets smashed, but Gordon Ryan will probably smash his ass. Oh my god! We, we'll shift news a little bit to professional grappling folks, <laughs> but but if you're if you're curious about who the most dominant pure grappler is today, look up Gordon Ryan. Yeah, I mean that guy is just unreal right now. Everyone just is un- sucking real tits. I know you are totally all I'm, over his I testicles. Have, dude. His, know, balls gar- are, his balls are in gargling. my mouth. You are just totally gargling <laughs> right now. I know you are. I'm a ball but gargler. But of, that uh, dude is absolutely dominant. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's any dispute in terms of who's the best right now. Did you see that it's match, him. though? Did you see the yes. uh, Andre Galvao? Yes. I did I see Gordon Ryan versus was Andre Galvao. It was, it was so impressive. Just so yeah, impressive. He just... Gordon Ryan just knows how to impose mistakes on his opponents his opponents just make mistakes against them and um and once you make a mistake against gordon ryan he just makes you pay it's done, so just it's just super impressive um, um other than that man no other like events happening this weekend um but uh, let's let, but, but um you, you hinted at uh francis and ganu yeah if when francis and ganu does come back. We want to hear, this is our question to the yeah, audience right now. Audience. Let us know. We, let's say, for example, best best case scenario, Francis Ngannou is able to negotiate something with the UFC where he gets everything he wants. Yeah. Okay. Who do you want to see Francis Ngannou face first? Do you want to see him fight John Jones at heavyweight? Do you want to see Francis Ngannou box against Tyson Fury? Who is Francis Ngannou's first fight back what is his first thing back when he when and if he gets that whole deal signed? Let us know. Hit us up on our Instagram. Message us. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good fucking question, man. And we'll we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about what y'all say next week on next week's episode, dude. Just to let you guys know, also, it's episode forty right now. Oh shit, son. And we're gonna I think once we hit fifty, it's gonna be a big celebration for sure. 
Yeah, we'll do something special for you guys. Yeah, so dude. you'll have you sign on to Sean's OnlyFans Only yeah. and uh, get that exclusive content. Pull your lotion out, boys. <laughs> light, light those candles, Light ladies. those candles, light those blunts. <laughs> Put the cocaine in your assholes. Come on. Whoa. Oh. That's, called a, that's called a powder donut, guys. <laughs> There's a name for that. It's called a powder donut. <laughs> I don't don't ask me how I know that. I've got weird friends. They educate me on all sorts of shit, everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. That's what and this episode's that, gonna this, uh, this episode's gonna be called. Powder donut. Powder donut. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come up with names for each episode now. Hey, I Last like week's it. was I like uh Resposado because I was such a fucking idiot. And then, powder and then donut. Today, tonight's episode is the powder donut. The powder donut. But in any case, in any case, let's, let's go ahead and wrap it, wrap it up with that, Sean. Oh, <laughs> don't forget to hit that subscribe button, guys. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. My name is Sean underscore Pierre underscore. Yours, Carlo. Hopke one on Instagram, guys. Don't forget to look up and visit Magala Jiu Jitsu in San Francisco. Don't forget to visit Evolve Training Center in South San Francisco, Fight Culture in Daly City, and Omni Movement in Hercules. Check us out in San Francisco, Hapkido USA, and Colgado Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We've got our Golden Pizza Muay Thai group there too. And don't forget to check out Pacific Ring Sports in the town, Oakland. Shout out to Top Hat Provisions. We're going to be doing some work on Friday. And... Don't bet on our picks, man. We're gonna lose. But except for that one time last that weekend, yeah, I was dude, awesome. You were doing guys. parlays. I'm awesome. gonna know, get man. better at this. I'm gonna get better at this, guys. Fucking I'm gonna get better at it. I promise. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Take care, guys. Peace. Peace.